I can't believe um I just want to reiterate cuz I'll never I I'll, I'll I'll never be able to get over this. I will I'll never be able to get over this. I will I'll never. I'll never be able to get over this. I have to do it every time he Don't look at my watch history. I I started watching Game of Thrones clips again. Oh god, in the pain it all came it all came rushing back to me. Oh, I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed. I I don't know why I did it. It was a 30-minute video on... It was a 30-minute video on the small council meetings. 40 minutes. <sighs> All of this. Too- Fuck. What happened? Oh, my God. Oh. Never watch it. Should I give it a try? The first four seasons of Game of Thrones were some of the best TV ever made. Probably my second favorite show behind the wire, just because it's in such a wildly different genre. <clears throat> watch House of the Dragon. Is it actually good? Like, maybe I will. I don't know. God. Oh, wise advice. Do nothing till our enemies are on our shores. All of these back. Oh my God. Fuck. I can't. Every scene with Tywin. Oh, you want a hot Game of Thrones take, actually? Do you want a hot Game of Thrones take? Are you ready? I think... Here we go. I don't know if there's a hot take or not. Who is the smartest character? No, not the smartest character. No, just in the Lannisters. I think Tywin was actually smarter than Tyrion. Do you agree with that? Do you think that's a hot take or not? Oh, we've got some disagreement. Okay, okay. I just realized all that super mega drama happened when you're on vacation. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. It's not even. That's not even controversial. In what way? Well, I just I noticed a lot that there are a lot of scenes where Tywin and Tyrion are going back and forth, and every single time Tywin is always a step ahead of Tyrion. He seems to respect his intelligence at least, but there's never I, unless I'm wrong. I don't remember it. There's never a scene where Tyrion legitimately catches Tywin off guard, except when he kills him. Spoiler alert. Hot take, Cersei was smarter than Tyrion? That is a hot take, and that is absolutely incorrect. No. Cersei is very smart, though. The Lannisters are definitely coming from some Ashkenazi fucking (laughs) Jewish 180 IQ stock or something. Well, actually, no, that's not true. Jaime's not that smart, I guess. How can I join this? Red Team Reveal in the YouTube chat. What do you do? From Game of Thrones to Tower. Oh, you're here. Wait, how did you even find my fucking stream? He's friends with Preston Jacobs. Oh. They're all smart. They are all smart, but have incredible flaws. Maybe. Chat making fun of Destiny for not knowing what hot means. Obviously, you have seen this guy cook chicken. True. 
Who is the dumbest non-mentally disabled character in Game of Thrones? Jon Snow. Easily. I don't even have to think about that. It's obviously it's Jon Snow. <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, God. Okay, we can't. I'm sorry. No, I don't want to talk about this. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't, I can't go down this road again. It's going to be two hours of pain. Oh, I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. I don't, I don't want it. I don't want to think about it. You got brain damage after being dead? Have you watched Breaking Bad? Yeah, Breaking Bad was good. Tyrion became the dumbest character towards the end. A little bit. Um, something that doesn't get talked enough about by reviewers is there is a magical force in the Game of Thrones universe, which is called the, da the Daenerys Mind Grinder. Okay, where anybody that was in Daenerys's fucking orbit, their mind slowly got churned into nothing. Anybody that she would capture, their character would become boring, stupid, worthless. No matter how high of a height, no matter how elevated that character's involvement in, in Game of Thrones was, it just got destroyed by Daenerys. Sir, Sir Barristan, the guy that fucking threw his armor, said he would kill all four Kingsguard, carve them up like butter... And kill Joffrey? That epic dude ends up dying in some stupid fuck hallway to a bunch of masked fucking losers. Um, Tyrion, arguably one of the most entertaining characters in Game of Thrones. Every single scene he has with Daenerys is just boring, stupid, worthless, pointless shit. He becomes a boring, dumb, fucking, worthless character. Like, every single... Varys, the most plotting, scheming dude in the entire fucking show, almost, besides Littlefinger, becomes a fucking moron that gets caught by... Like, come on. Every single character that revolved around Daenerys got. Destiny, definitely it's Rob Stark. He threw away his alliance in order to bang a nurse. Um, I feel like if you were to draw traits for the households, I feel like the Starks are like a... They're not supposed to be a scheming Machiavellian people. They're supposed to be a people that wear their heart on their sleeve. So... I feel like it's kind of in character for a Stark to literally choose a bad wife for love rather than for like a strategic line. That feels like a very Stark trait to me, you know? So was it dumb? Kind of, yeah. But I mean, like, I think that, I mean, arguably Ned um, Stark was killed because he was stupid, right? Because he was honorable and he wanted to do the right thing and he thought he could expend, uh, uh, expunge, expel, expunge the queen and everybody from the capital and he was just too honorable, stupid. Like he wasn't scheming at all, yeah. Not really. They're all about honor, and Rob broke an oath. Yeah, that is kind of true, too, though. Did Rob make that oath or did his mom? But Rob probably signed off on it, I think. Yeah, no, that's true. That is true. Lydia Violet. She's popping off. Why does the stream get linked to my channel all the time? I keep forgetting. Oh, this is the debater person, right? <clears throat> um... Right click rolls. Another welcome another member to the notable club. Hi, what's up? Hello. 
We can't do this for too long because I get like severe. This doesn't sound like uh, pain whenever I remember a game. Of no, Thrones. no, I understand. Everyone soul. became, everyone became dumb at the end after season five. That's when they ran out of book material. So Tyrion just sat around doing nothing in season six, waiting for shit to happen. Uh, Varys all of a sudden became dumb. It just got so, just so bad after they ran out of book material. Just so bad. I, you know what? I don't. I don't know if I buy that. I feel like something, well, maybe. No, maybe, maybe plot wise. There were so many parts. First of all, the directing and everything is stellar in the first four mm. seasons of Game of Thrones. And there is original writing that D&D did. My understanding is, and you can tell me because I read the books, my understanding is like all of the dialogue basically between Cersei and Robert was written by D&D. None of that is book material. True. And that is the some best of the scene highlights. Yeah, that's some of the highlights of season one for me is their relationship. So they can do stuff, but maybe maybe without the outline or the structure, maybe they just – yeah, I don't know. That's exactly what it is. And uh, no, my, my personal idea is that they really wanted to just move on from this. They to were the doing Star it for Wars over 10 shit years. Or whatever. <laughs> yeah, they had the Star Wars thing lined up. That fell through after season eight tanked. Uh, well, to be fair, season eight did very well for a lot of the HBO execs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they loved they loved the money they got from it because they were making so much money just from all the viewers, thirty million viewers I think at the end. But it just was not that good at all towards the end. And uh, yeah, they ran out of books. We're still waiting for this asshole George R. R. Martin to finish the last, the, the second to last book, mm-hmm. and he's just been dragging his feet on that. I was, you know, I would say maybe. It might be the case that if George never finishes his books, maybe I, maybe I'd be like, you know what? The ending of Game of Thrones is about as it was. Maybe it's whatever. Because like, I guess how, cause how are they going to wrap it all up? Like such an incredibly mm. convoluted plot that's essentially like going on forever. Um, yeah. So I don't know if uh, you haven't read the books, right? No. I'm familiar he with added... a lot of stuff because I, I read that, uh, Free Folk subreddit a ton. So <laughs> I osmosis some of the book material from that subreddit, but yeah. He, he is continuously adding so many characters, so many plots, so many things are going on. There is no way he could finish it in two books. Because next, next is Winds of Winter, waiting for that, and after that is Dream of Spring. Mm-hmm. Um, you had my guy uh, Preston Jacobs on a while ago, and he actually is currently doing a fan fiction of Winds of Winter right now, its whole project. Mm-hmm. And he, if you have it back on, he'll tell you it's a difficult job trying to get all these characters and just write them in a way where it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, I will say something, especially looking back, and especially as much as people hate her now, they outgrew it. I have mad respect that J.K. Rowling, not only did she have like an outline of the entire plot, she was ruthless in pumping out. I think it was every, was it every single year? It was book, 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 even when she started working with like the movies and everything. Man, she was a workhorse. She got it all done and everything wrapped up and everything worked well. But again, she had like an outline for everything. Whereas I think George just like writes and writes and writes and sees what happens basically. But yeah. Ultimately, the problem is if he doesn't put out his book, then his legacy is ruined because he's an old guy. And I hate saying this because it sounds so morbid, but (laughs) he could die at any second. He could. And if he doesn't finish his book, then that means his legacy is is tarnished. Like it's just I I always say like the Mount Rushmore of great fantasy series. I would I would put begrudgingly JK on there. Of course, Tolkien. Mm -hmm. I would love to put George R. R. Martin on there, but. You know, he hasn't finished his uh, magnum opus. He just keeps telling you, it's coming, it's coming. Just wait. Bro, we've been waiting for 12 years. Where are you at? Yeah. Uh, well, maybe, yeah. Because uh, maybe his legacy is better if he doesn't finish. Who knows? Because, man, yeah. I wonder if there's ever going to be a point where he finishes Winds of Winter and then 
the spring book and then at the end people are like god it was better when we didn't know like if it's actually you know <laughs> by the way real quick you um i know you uh you said you didn't, you didn't see house of the dragon right no i just have like a lot of pain in my body from revisiting anything related to game of thrones it's actually like traumatizing is it good do you think it's good would you recommend it I really enjoyed it. There is this general consensus that it kind of shifts a little bit halfway because the, the story takes place almost 150 years before the start of season one of Thrones. Mm-hmm. So it's like far contained and the story is finished. It's not, it's not going to be a Winds of Winter sure. Game of Thrones season five repeat. So you can watch it and get into it, but there is a massive time skip in the middle, but they handled it very well. The guy doing the whole show, he's a big fan and you can tell mm-hmm. he puts in little Easter eggs for fans. And uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's a I, I I really liked it. This is one of those shows where, despite it being, because you know how there's like grifters who will complain about women in, in fantasy and whatnot, and black people in fantasy. Mm-hmm. This is one of those shows where even the grifters can't grift on this. Even they had to agree that it was fairly good. Yeah. It, when you said there's a time skip, does it cover the um, Baratheon revolt or whatever? No, uh, this is this is uh, all Targaryen stuff. This is gotcha, the one okay. mark against the show, I'll say. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones goes everywhere. This show, House of the Dragon, mostly stays in King's Landing and the area around King's Landing. The, honest to God, that's fine because everything to the east was fucking horrible <laughs> anyway in Game of Thrones. <laughs> I shouldn't say all. No, I actually, Daenerys was one of the few characters that I hated basically since the beginning of the entire show even in the early really you didn't love her her arc at in the beginning of the show where you know she's learning to come into her own and all that no the reason why i didn't like it as much is um the thing that drew me to game of thrones so much initially was it felt like a world of consequence where people made decisions and sometimes good things happen and sometimes bad things happen it didn't follow the traditional moral arcs that most stories do where as long as it's a good character making good decisions he'll always be rewarded um sometimes a good character can make a morally righteous or upstanding decision and get fucked for it daenerys always seemed like even from the very beginning she had I don't want to say plot armor because it's a little bit reductive, but like she's got a bunch of basically unearned privilege. Like she's resistant to fire. She got dragon eggs. Thankfully, I know it's marked as like a defeat or a bad thing that her son died, but like her, she had her child died in her womb. So she didn't have a kid slowing her down. Like she's got like all these advisors coming from all over the world. She's got some random simp dude that's in love with her that shows up to like fuck her and be her advice. Like she just gets so much external help. And like the one big, like, thank you. The one big, like own moment she had where she outsmarted a guy was just because she happened to, um, be speaking Valerian from birth without the other guy knowing it when she tricked the dude over the dragon thing. Um, mm. so like, I don't know. Just it feels like she didn't like actually argue or accomplish or achieve anything on her own she just got really lucky yeah i guess i can see that i can see that as a, as a point hello xena um yeah hello i agree with destiny about um it was a bad jenny your shit is lagging molly what's up wait do you guys know each other you just say that her, that her kid dying was a bad effect because it wasn't slowing her down. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely was. You didn't have to worry about any bullshit. What are you it, talking about? That was absolutely... People... No. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. She didn't worry about people using the kid against her, yeah, too. Yeah, exactly. Like, people try to do this Holy thing where it's like... Shit. People try to do this thing where it's like, oh, no, like, she actually did suffer a real setback. Really? What was it? She had to... Her kid got aborted and she lost her dumb fuck husband or whatever. Yeah, both of those things would have been a huge detriment or impediment to her progress in the future. Like, losing them was a huge boon to her character. Absolutely, yeah. Stay mad. What do you mean? I'm, just, I'm talking about the things the character went through. You're fucking wrong. That was traumatic as hell, and it was one of the most, like, you know, driving things that happened to it. The really idea you're trying traumatic? to contextualize what? it as a benefit, therefore it's not that interesting. It's like, wow. Really? 
what negative drawback does she suffer from losing her kid? Uh, losing a kid? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know if I need to explain why that's detrimental for a character. I, I could go through a. Well, I can I explain know, why it was detrimental when Joffrey died or Tommen. What was the name of the other fuck? The other. Like, the Lannisters <laughs> losing their, uh, like, right to the throne, losing their ability to. Uh, continue their family line. Like, all of those things were immensely important when, when children die, especially sons in Game of Thrones. When Rob Stark died, like, yeah, there's a lot of really bad things to, to the children and some of these families dying. But Daenerys losing her kid, like, it just basically empowered her to move forward, like, even harder than she was before. Like, I don't have to argue why there's a political detriment to her losing a kid. I'm talking about the character's journey. Yeah, is she, like, try- how many episodes she's been mourning her fucking aborted, like, witch baby? Like, she cares about, it, like, two episodes, and then she's like, oh, time to go beat the slavers, lol. I'm sure one would argue that it's part of what fuels her throughout the rest of the seasons, especially, too, when she vindictively fucking murders all the people after they let her into a car, right? <clears throat> vindictively murders the people. Did she murder them, or was it just another one of the 15 scenes where she's like, kill all the masters, but don't harm a slave? Well... Maybe we agree on the fact that she, like, I thought we were agreeing on the fact that she goes too far in a lot of places, but that's supposed to be set up for going so nuts in the final season, which I don't think was earned at all. Yeah, but I think that's also the whole, isn't that part, I didn't read the book, so I don't know if there's like a more strict prophecy in the books, but in the show, it said that like, every time a Targaryen is born, the gods flip a coin or something, right? So she was just one of the fucking lunatics, right? Well, she wasn't, but like, her behavior up to that point wasn't lunatic level. Really? Doesn't she? Actually, no. actually so it, so they came out with a book uh, about making of the show, and the writers, as they were writing her doing all this crazy shit, the writers were appalled that the fans were like cheering her on because they intended for her to be the villain secretly the entire time, yet that never came across in the show, or people are just crazy and they don't care when she kills rich there people. There is... Killing prisoners of war is definitely one step in a particular direction, but killing yeah. innocent women and children as they run screaming from you is is completely different. So, so. there's actually actually a reason behind that that they didn't show in the show. So because Targaryens have like this psychic connection to their dragon, if you notice, whenever she's on the dragon, she never she's not really yelling out commands besides Dracarys, which she doesn't really have to. Most of the time, she's just riding the dragon and it's fucking things up. Whenever her one of her dragons dies, because she has a psychic connection to that, you could argue that every death of a dragon just tears down a pillar of her mind. That's why she was going a little bonkers towards the end. Wow, we got a lot of extrinsic data there because there's nothing inside the show. A lot of inference. <laughs> I know, I know. Well, to be yeah, fair, Desi, if you remember uh, Drogon, right? He he burned the throne because he understood the symbolism of destroying <laughs> the one object in the world. <laughs> The whole series was like shit. a fucking dream at that point. Okay? So cringe. <laughs> Wait, did either of you guys? Oh god, yeah, you're, you're doing this. Now I'm down the path. I'm right, now I'm down. Why were lands given to the um, to the unsullied? Are they in one generation going to go extinct? I don't think lands were. What are you gonna talk? I thought, were did, lands given to the Unsullied? I'm pretty sure they left, and they, w- they went to go to Noth, which is a death sentence for them. The island of Noth, where Missandei's from, has these butterflies at night, where if they touch you, you just get fucking destroyed and die. So, I'm pretty sure they were leaving, all of them. The Dothraki, I think, stayed behind, maybe. Okay, that might have been the case, but then, if they're gonna leave, then why would they agree to exile Jon Snow when they're not even gonna be there? <laughs> That was that was the agreement they got for him killing their queen. It was like, he'll be exiled, just chill. <laughs> Don't worry about it. The Dothraki who literally... Oh, no, the Unsullied who were literally, yeah, her servant. The Dothraki who literally followed yep. her across the fucking ocean, which was a really big deal for the... Do- yeah, I don't know. Fuck me, dude. How stupid. <laughs> it ain't good. 
How long was the? Uh, how many episodes was the Long Night again? Do you guys remember that? How many episodes? One was episode. That? <laughs> it was one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> episode three. That was the one that uh, threw me out of the show. Did Did you manage to survive a bit longer than that? What do you mean? Like. That, that was the episode where I was like, this is over. It's fucked. The when there there were literally like fucked. two more episodes and then the whole show was done, wasn't it? Well, it's three more, but most people pick the bells. That's where she kills all the, <laughs> the kids. Oh, when you were done, I was done. As soon as Tyrion left, or as soon as, uh, yeah, Tyrion left King's Landing, that's when the show ended for me. Oh, that's funny, because, like, when when Tywin dies, that's basically where I cite is, like, that's the uh, the actual end of Game of Thrones. Yeah, that's so the same thing. That's why he leaves King's Landing after yeah. killing Tywin. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then there are people that I will fight to the death that swear out over that fucking Battle of the Bastards episode that it was just no. I'm with you on that. Uh, uh, People celebrated the hell out of it when it came out, but the strategy on both sides of that fucking fight was was insane. Strategy was terrible, but you got to admit that whole episode was very well done. Well, at least half of it. The other half was Daenerys. Daenerys' dragons taking like five minutes to burn one ship, which they changed up in the final season when she fights Euron, and one dragon breath explodes the entire ship. But Battle of the Bastards was very well done. What's your take? I don't know your take on this, Destiny. What's your? You didn't like it? My issue. So battle strategy aside, Sansa for whatever reason not saying anything aside, lack of scouting and whole incoming army aside, ignoring all of the plot points. I, my biggest disappointment thematically, and people will fire me on this, I don't give a fuck, is that it feels like, um, and maybe this is just me being hopeful or stupid or whatever, but like, there are a lot of characters that have a lot of development during the show. Sansa Stark arguably being one of them, that grow from season one to season wherever they wind up. And I thought, so what I, what I thought was gonna happen was when, is this, is it Tommen? No, it's not Tommen. What's the name of the Stark boy? Rickand? Yeah, Rickon. When, um, um, oh god, and then the crazy guy, Ramsey. When Ramsey releases, uh, Rickon or whatever to go run towards Jon Snow, I thought that because Jon Snow had been Lord Commanders of the Night's Watch, because he'd watched a loved one die, because he'd been through all of his experience, I was like, this is a new and improved, evolved Jon Snow, and he's gonna turn his back and he's gonna lead his army like the leader that we've been waiting for him to become. When he just completely abandoned his post and marched his whole army to its fucking death because of his soy brother that he hadn't seen in 50 fuck... I, it just felt so stupid to me. Like, the character was, like, completely hadn't evolved. I thought that would have been, like, a big evolution point to show, like, where Jon Snow's come from. So for him to run and do that and then sacrifice everything, it was just... I just thought it was so fucking stupid. I don't know. Well, he ran out to get him on the horse and then the army comes to him to try and save him from... Well, the obviously, army, he's right? the commander of the army. Yeah, what do you mean? Of course they're gonna try to save him. It's not no, like I'm they're just gonna you... let... Oh, sorry. Like so, you said he like he led them out there. Like obviously, he didn't mean to do it that way. He wanted to get Rick on back. Yeah, because he was acting then, like a child. He was acting like season one Jon Snow. This is um, so- I, don't know. I, I have plenty of issues with that episode. I don't know that I take that much issue with a, a brother desperately trying to get to another brother before he dies. First of all, half no, not even half brother. He's not even a brother at all. Okay. I ain't talking blood talking love he thought this guy was dead until like fucking how long Who yeah cares? which is stupid. a big stupid. reason to be like oh shit there's my bro and they never they never talk about rickon again after that i don't know if you guys yeah that's that. still yeah that's still that's on the show's part okay uh-huh. that's always they're supposed to care about their family <laughs> also destiny you say that they didn't have really a lot of strategy the ramsey did have strategy so no, ramsey did thing- i agree and ramsey deserved to win because he played everything correctly thematically plot wise like he yeah he basically abused the biggest character defect in Jon Snow and he did everything right and then he still lost for it so it just felt like everything just felt so stupid well, yeah he just auto lost because of uh, Littlefinger's uh, 
Ariami, right? Like he comes in from the side and just fucks everything up because Sansa got it. It's kind of boring as a. It, there's nothing intelligent on Jon's side that helps him win that fight. Yeah, just dumb. So stupid. Loser fuck. I hate him. <laughs> and then the whole, obviously, the whole, like, the biggest thing is, like, the revealing of the entire Targaryen Jon Snow thing. That being, like, probably maybe in the past decade, one of the biggest reveals since literally, like, I'm your father, Luke. And then that meaning absolutely fucking nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And having absolutely no bearing on the plot for the entire fucking thing. And I swear to God, Red Team, if you were about to say, well, actually, it, meant it changed the way that he dealt with Daenerys, bullshit. It was that whole plot arc could have been completely fucking left out and it wouldn't have changed a single fucking thing. It's a shame that you, you don't like Jon Snow so much because uh, they're working on a Jon Snow sequel series. You're fucking Dude. lying. Shut by, the fuck up. I swear to God, nobody likes Jon Snow. Swear to God, Kit Harrington, he, he tried doing other things. It didn't work out. He was in Eternals, and I think that's the only thing. He was in Call of Duty. Was he in Call of Oh, yeah, he was. No, I'm talking about post-Game of Thrones. The only thing he's was done is... Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. No, 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 that's not. So he went to... So allegedly, he went to a he went to HBO, and he's like, let's do a Jon Snow sequel series. And they're looking it over. They just announced another Game of Thrones spinoff. So we had Game of Thrones, we have House of the Dragon, and they're looking at this other spinoff called uh, A Night in the Seven Kingdoms, which is a lot of Ice and Fire fans will tell you it's a better story than Game of Thrones. It's, it's like, smaller, but just very, very good. Uh, he wants uh, Kid Harrington wants to do an original story with Jon Snow. Where will it take place? I have no idea. I don't know if he's going to be beyond the wall. My idea is going he's going to travel east and do stuff there. But I mean, I like yeah. I like Jon Snow in the context of Game of Thrones because he was one of the few, like arguably incorruptible, like good guys. Like that mm. was just like he was like a super good guy, which doesn't fit with the world. But just having him be that, I thought was an interesting contrast to other things in the world. Um, but on his own, I don't know if I would watch like a Jon Snow prequel, but I don't know. Mm. Also, you should watch House of the Dragon. That's an easy recommend. Fuck it. Okay, I'll add it to my to watch list. I really, hearing the stories, but I might just be sewing out because it was the beginning of Game of Thrones. Hearing the stories of like the whole Stark and Baratheon revolt, that seems like it would be a really cool story to tell. Like They're just, probably going to do that if mm -hmm. House of the Dragon is super successful, which it looks like it might be if they can maintain the quality. I will say, like, um, I thought it was going to be shit. I watched it because a friend of mine wanted me to watch it for like a review podcast, and then mm -hmm. I was like, "Holy shit, this is actually really good." Um, yes, I think you should watch Merlin. I'll Merlin. add that to my next list shit too. Okay. I don't know about Merlin. It's a BBC. Of course, they've got accents, but it's really good. Okay, keep that in mind. Merlin, it's such a random recommendation. <laughs> How's oh, it random? God, true. <laughs> John Snow. There's it's magic. like medieval. Yeah, there's magic. There's yeah, dragons. It's an Arthurian tale, but it's got a modern slight twist to it, in a sense. And Merlin's, instead of an old, wise wizard, he's a young, immature, a little forgetful boy who's learning magics and learning the realm. And, like, it's really good. And King Arthur's pretty attractive, so. You think Destiny will like it? And, 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 and there's a black girl that plays Guinevere instead of she, her being a pale, blonde, Christian woman. She's a slave and yeah she falls in love it's really good wow mm -hmm. it's a little liberal he'll like it keep that in mind okay dude Littlefinger was beaten by Arya and Sansa Littlefinger was beaten by the Scooby gang that's essentially that what it comes down to so much ass it was the worst 
But then I don't know if that was worse or what they did to Varus. That's that's kind of a tough one. Yeah, everyone got was, stupid uh, at the end. Everyone, everyone got, got stupid. Did you see the um, Conleth Hill, the actor for Varus, semi recently again was talking about how shit the writing was for him, and he's like, "They made me an idiot." <laughs> Like, I think he threw the script down today when he first read it or something. That's the story. Yeah, at the table read, yeah, he uh, he looked very upset. And mm-hmm. I, I don't blame him. But, but at the same time, what do you do with these characters? If At, at a certain point, even George repeats this in the, in the books as well multiple times, the characters just kind of, like, repeat storylines. For example, in the first season of Game of Thrones, Tyrion goes to Winterfell. And then he gets captured, and then he's on the road. And then it happens again and again. Same with Jamie. Jamie, for the longest time, is not in King's Landing with Cersei. He's on the road, and then he comes back to King's Landing, on the road again, back to King's Landing, on the road again. So they just kind of, what are you going to do with Varys? He can't... Well, hang on. All you're highlighting is how they didn't do things with them, as opposed to they they couldn't. Like, they obviously still can. Like, so I was listening to you guys earlier saying, like, you know, I guess, you know, what really ultimately could they have done with an ending for this? Like, I don't know, not piss on every single character? You could do some generic, like, fan servicey stuff. John fighting the Night King and winning oh, is one of the most obvious fan things that? ever. Why didn't that happen? Exactly. Like, I don't even give a fuck that it would have been so fuck. Dude, I'll take the... Five to ten minute soy as fuck fan servicey fight where Jon Snow d- pulls out Moonbeam, whatever the fuck his sword was, as an <laughs> epic fucking showdown with the goddamn Night King. I absolutely, one million fucking percent would have soyed out and, and I would have soyed the whole fucking time. I would have loved watching it. Instead of the reason why Arya, he didn't fight the Night King is because the Night King saw him kill that, that White Walker at Hardhome. And the Night King is not stupid. He's not, he doesn't, maybe he didn't know he could take Jon Snow. Maybe he did. But it's way better to play it safe like he did and just raise the dead and have the all the zombies maul him down. Yeah, but why Dude, didn't the, but John didn't even try to fight him. He wasn't the even The super fan service thing I would want is take all of the potential Azor Ahais together in like a small and you know covert group and they all have to go beyond the wall to get the Night King themselves. But they don't know who ultimately is, but they know they all have a good chance. Take Melisandre or whatever, right? Like and then you have <laughs> the undead army attack Winterfell and win. And a bunch of our heroes escape, and they have to go down to King's Landing. Cersei, Landing, Landing. Cersei accepts them in. Winter comes to King's Landing. How fucking cool would that look? And then, huge technically, fight. Winter did come to King's Landing, but they never followed up on that. Remember at the yeah, end of like it was, season seven, it was <laughs> shit. <laughs> and and that's supposed that was supposed to be where Game of Thrones was supposed to go. All of these different like divergent plot lines based on politics to end and on power. A long night, right? Yeah, they yeah. all have to bind together to beat the zombies. That's and like I the most obvious we, thing. We even got like a hint of that when Cersei saw the captured what orc or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. and the, it looked like the angle of the show because that's what I assumed. I assumed I, I if you would have I would have bet money. I would have given big odds. Winterfell is absolutely going to fall, of course, and then the army of death is going to move its way to the south, and then. There, there's like a grander theme of like all of our human struggle and conflict or whatever it means nothing in the face of like an overwhelming evil and blah 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 and it would have been like some shit like that rather than at, at lowly Winterfell the entire fucking army just stopped in one in like a six hour battle like yeah and you have the ice dragon and the fire dragon fighting each other and all the all the shit you want that could have happened yeah where was our flying scene with fucking Daenerys on a dragon fighting the Night King on a dragon there even for fan service shit I would have I would have went for it. I would have been okay with that. Well, that was a big thing about uh, The Long Night. People can fucking see what's happening in that episode. It's one of the most embarrassing elements. True. Yeah. So, and he was so insecure about it. He was like, you need to turn the brightness up on your TVs, you idiots. <laughs> I was like, yeah, man. 
it. That's what we got to do. Actually, I think they explained that being a problem with uh, the streaming service. Like when you watched it on HBO, I haven't. I I stopped buying the Blu-rays at season five. Like after season five, everything was shit. But according to them, the problem wasn't with how the episode was shot. The problem was with how HBO's streaming service is, and I guess it compressed as the much file. As- I want to believe you. Uh, it's Miguel Sapotnik, right? He's the director. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't. I, th- I find that to be a con- relatively consistent problem in a lot of his uh, his stuff. I like his direction, but mm-hmm. a lot of it, lighting wise, can be troublesome. Um, Did you see? Wait, 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 the, real quick. The, I'm sorry. Tonight- just real quick. You guys can keep chatting. I have to make an important phone call. I'll be back one second. Okay. Uh, yeah. Mahler, did you see the uh, the episode in House of the Dragon where where Aemon, the little as a little kid, he gets Vagar? That yeah. that was supposed to be a night scene on the beach, and it was just. I guess they filmed it in the daytime and then put a night filter over it. Right. Uh. Yeah. 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 Well, because the thing about it, because uh, even that was pretty dark, from what I remember. But there's there's a shot mm-hmm. in it that I remember finding like fucking glorious. Uh. In terms of a, a boy trying to tame like one of the most ancient dragons ever existed, it's just cool shit. Uh, I'm assuming you thought that season was stronger than like seasons five, six, seven, and eight of Game of Thrones, at least. See, I have a spicy take on that. I actually really like season five of Game of Thrones. I know a lot of people love to shit on the Sand Snakes. You like yeah, they Dorn? <laughs> no, Dorn. No, the only okay. thing good about Dorn was Tyene Sand's titties. Other than that, Dorn yeah, yeah. was just was that was a waste of time for everybody involved. Um, but uh, no, season six to me is where it really. Season five, you start to see the cracks, and then season six is where it really starts to go downhill. Even season six had some good moments, like Battle of. Um, or Ned Stark the and Arthur Dane. <laughs> no, no, the, that that was fine. Tower of Joy battle, hold the door was pretty yeah, cool. Uh, well, hard, not yeah, Hard Home, right? That's what that was season five, but that's one Hard of the, Home season five, yeah, yeah, that's one of the redeeming elements of season five. I found anyway. Uh, a lot of it's tolerable, a lot of it's okay, and then a lot of it, like the Sand Snakes shit, really disappointed me. Everyone rips on the Sand Snakes. Yes, they suck. As they but... should. <laughs> They should, but like season five had other redeeming qualities. They really should have introduced Euron, like in season five. He was a way late addition to the uh, to the game. And Euron, I would argue, had one of the best opening intros of any character in the show because gosh, such the best line. Snakes? No, 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 Euron Greyjoy, where he appears on the bridge and he kills. Oh yeah, 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 brother. Still, I am the to... storm, brother. Like that's such a cool line. Still, the book, book you're on is would have been so much better than uh, book you're on yeah. is the Antichrist, and uh, book <laughs> you're on is doing some crazy shit uh, right now. And we, this is why I was telling Destiny earlier. This is why we're waiting for you know we're st- we, I still have hope. Some people think it'll never come out. Where do you stand on that? Do you think George? Any oh, day now? Um, uh, that's tough. You know, I think anything could happen at this point, right? Like mm. you could announce it's nearly finished. You could announce he's dead. Uh, <laughs> anything could happen in a day or two. I don't know. But uh, I, I don't is, know how uh, I don't know if you're a fan of um, of manga or, or not Japanese really. Anime. Go on. There's this uh, there's this amazing series called Berserk. It's it's it was Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones is ever pen on paper. And it's phenomenal. Medieval, dark fantasy, crazy shit. The author passed away before it was finished. But his best friend talked to him about it all the time. His best friend teamed up with the author's team, and now they're releasing, trying to get to the end. So that could happen with George. He does have protégés. George R. R. Martin's protégés are the people who made The Expanse. Right. So, and from what I hear, The Expanse is pretty good. So they could, if something happens to George, they could come in and help finish it out. It's it's possible. I suppose we'll see. Uh, I can't imagine it being worse than how the show ended, though. 
we should be okay on that front. Yeah, and and to what you asked me, uh, season one House of the Dragon was pretty good. I still think season one of Game of Thrones is probably one of the best fantasy like shows that ever. Is hard season to one, yeah, it season, is. Well, I love season one, two, three, four. Um, varying levels of quality, but I remember one being pretty damn solid, and it's really tight to the book, right? Yes, uh, obviously they they remove some like you know minor moments and characters, but yeah, for the most part, it's real a very very close adaptation, very mm-hmm. close. Who's your favorite character? I love Littlefinger mostly because I lo- Littlefinger and Robert mostly because Littlefinger because I love characters that can move the plot without actually having to lift a finger, and Robert because he's just a frat boy douchebag. I love him. He's so flawed. He's fun. He's a fun character, juxtaposed to Stannis, who's just stoic and just. Mm, just yeah, Robert was. Well, I say this as if it's not the case for basically all the characters, but the casting was so perfect. Oh God, yeah. The, that's another thing about the early seasons is the cast is just so like everything was perfect. Peter Dinklage, Lena Headey, like oh my God, Sean Bean, of course. Like you can't. Yeah. Is is there a show that was better cast? I don't think so. Maybe Breaking Bad. Uh, well, not a show, but Lord of the Rings. It reminds me of it's almost as good mm. cast. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. Lord of the Rings was also pretty good. God damn. By the way, I know uh, I, I know I, I'm not too familiar with you. I know you're 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 friends with my boy, my boy Glidus. Did you? Uh, oh yeah. Did, did you cover Rings of Power? Rings of yes, yes. How shit was that? Well, I, actually, Nightmare I shouldn't level? say it was. I shouldn't say it was shit. I it was aggressively mediocre. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't good. It was just a That's thing. Kind of you. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was fucking horrible. But the first really? two episodes I found to be like I could barely talk about anything that was happening, but just as it went on, more and more contradictions, more and more like impossibility. Dude, the way that the way that Mordor was activated, holy fuck. There's a guy who yeah, I know that was so stupid. There was a guy who uh, fans are doing like a lot of the stuff better. I'll have to send it to you later. The a guy on Twitter pretty much you know how when like Mordor becomes Mordor, like the map like shows you it's Mordor? <laughs> yeah. Or like it shows you on screen. Some guy actually did like some cool graphic stuff and like showed you the map of it turning into Mordor. It was really it wasn't in the show super cool. Oh right, okay, yeah. Because I thought you were going to be talking about how uh, she only needed to look at the map to discover the truth behind, like, well, where Mordor's going to be, right? Where the Sauron's sort of HQ is. And she only found it because she looked at a map or whatever that shit happened in, like, episode four or five. I, it's hard to remember. Just the, the, the crazy shit of it jumping into the ocean and then she bumps into the raft that Sauron is on. That shit was mm-hmm. hilarious. I remember people waited until the end of the season to be like, they're going to tell us it was all constructed by Sauron. He puppeteered it all. It'll make sense. It'll make sense, I swear. It would have been better. I, I do love the subversion of who Sauron was, but you kind of figured it out in episode four or five. It would have been way better if they came out of nowhere and told you that Sauron was actually the uh, uh, Bronwyn, the uh, the mom that was leading the, the army. It would have been way cooler if she ended up being Sauron, not the guy that... Fuck, what's that woman's name? What's the blonde woman's name who's cringe? She's like the main oh, character. Gladriel? Gladriel, thank you. Uh, it it, it would have been better if, if, if like, the mom in the Southlands leading the army turned out to be Sauron instead of, like, Gladriel's buddy. Because we all kind of knew he was kind of Sauron. Kinda I'll be honest with you, dude. The, the more interesting conversation is the meta. Like, they, they sank so much money into Rings of Power, and they're going to continue to sink so much money into it. And, uh... Eventually, yeah. they're going to have to realize, like, why didn't this work? I thought I thought people liked Lord of the Rings. And they'd be like, mm. 
Well, they spent a billion dollars um, for the whole thing, and I think it's it's right. a billion over time. So so far, season two is in production now, very late in production. I don't know what's going on with that in regards to the writer strike. House of the Dragon season two is not slowing down because it's they're filming in the UK. With I don't think the actors there are attached to anything writer strike or actors guild related. So season two, House of the Dragon is full full on. I don't know anything about. Rings of Power season two, but what I do know is the director and showrunner was saying how season two is everyone's gonna love it because everyone's gonna be saying like why didn't you do this for season one? Season two, according to them, is where it gets really good. So right. they've done a lot of setup for. Uh... Wait, are we talking about how does the dragon or Rings of Power right now? Rings of Power, like, right. like Rings of Power. They were saying how season two is gonna be really good. Just stick with. I, it. I heard them say like we're gonna have more action scenes as if that's the solution, but. <laughs> That's what we needed. It's just, it's just the writing, man. Like characters at the baseline, just get get them to be a little bit more interesting instead of these. Uh, I can't even remember the characters' names. I know, I know Galadriel because it's Galadriel. But like the Hobbit people, what were they called again? Harfoots. The Harfoots, yeah. I don't. Nori, that was her name. There you go. I remember that one. Obviously Gandalf. That shit was. Uh, that, that was special as well. Gandalf. I don't even think Gandalf was is, is even supposed to be here yet. I'm pretty oh, sure. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't know how like your knowledge, extension knowledge of Lord of the Rings is. I'm, I'm friends with the Lord of the Rings YouTuber, and he was explaining everything because I had to message him every now and then. Was this how it was? Was this how it was? And he's like, No, no, <laughs> no. That's not how it was at all. He made a very good point. It shouldn't have been Galadriel as the main because she acts very immature and unexperienced despite being thousands of years old it should have been instead her daughter she has a daughter and uh i believe the daughter's name is uh Celebrian. she should have been the main character not galadriel because galadriel should be way more mature wise and powerful than what we saw they want to bank on as much lord of the rings nostalgia as possible but they have like loads of limitations legally and it makes for a fascinating product i guess um but like, if they suffer again with season two, because obviously they'll be able to pull back way less viewership this time. It was just so incredibly mediocre and unpopular with uh, general fans. Obviously, like the hypercritics just fucking hated it for the most part. It was even like um, different sources for articles being like, you know, this show's pretty awesome. And then by the time it finished, it was like, yeah, that was shit. And <laughs> it's yeah, it just it's just aggressively crap. And so uh, everyone's sort I of say aggressively mediocre because it it, it, it it like it went out of its way to be boring. And I, I don't know how you make Lord of the Rings boring. But then again, the one trick they pulled on us was they never told us if this takes place in the Peter Jackson universe, which I fucking love the Peter Jackson films. They never told right. us if this was like a prequel prequel, the Peter Jackson stuff. And now we know it's definitely not. Well, yeah, nobody wants it to be. <laughs> Stay the fuck away, you know? Oh god, how did see, see now 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 I'm depressed. I, I came on to talk to Destiny about like Game of Thrones and you know, I, I I'm coping with how bad it was at the end and now ugh, Rings Lord of the Rings. Fuck. <laughs> My fans are still mad at me. I never made a video for the last episode of uh season eight. Oh, you gotta do it. I did it took ages to do episode five, because that one's extensive, the damage it does to so many different characters. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Did you ever hear of the proposed uh, ending to Game of Thrones with John and Tormund uh, finding the White Walker thing beyond the wall? 
Uh, no. I remember I used to be much more... They actually sapped my whole passion for Game of Thrones. I used to be so much more familiar with, um, you know, like fan theories and actual, like, behind-the-scenes information, but mm-hmm. killed it after the last two seasons. So they were planning on doing, like, some kind of White Walker prequel, and it just fell through. But what they were going to do... There was a rumor that they filmed the scene where at the end of Game of Thrones, it's John. He's walking beyond the wall with Tormund. And as there's going to be a post credit scene where as they're going through, like beyond the wall, they come across this symbol in the snow of dead bodies that we saw in the very beginning of Game of Thrones, season one, episode one. And it's supposed to signify that, oh, we didn't kill them. They're still. Oh, yeah, here. they didn't. Because that that shows up, uh, isn't it? The beginning of season eight, we see that symbol again. The symbols, mm-hmm. the symbols um, that show up everywhere yeah, that are the, never this, explained. Dude, the amount never... of fucking lost threads throughout all of Game of Thrones as a series is uh, actually actually insane. Because I think that was another thing that was happening as soon as they started up season five was just uh, closing down all the threads that they could even remember. They just started closing them. Why? Out. Whatever happened? Did yeah. the one guy? By the way, out of curiosity, oh. are you going to go into detail about why Last Jedi it. sucks? Have you done that yet? Have I done that yet? Yeah, that's what boosts my channel to where it is. <laughs> you know what? Edition. I respect you for saying that because there are so many fucking YouTubers who should suck Ryan, Ryan Johnson's dick on that. Because so many YouTubers owe their fucking careers to how Last Jedi was just not a great film. Wow. Fair, I'd have loads of people to thank in that regard. And one of them would be D&D. Like, I'd be like, you guys, by fucking up Game of Thrones so fucking hard, you, you know, I managed to make a couple of videos of people seem to engage with but yeah star wars marvel all of it's crashing down good old disney i feel like the last jedi wait is that the last one or is that the first of the last three the second of the last three oh ew the sequels you you just have to say the casino one yeah the casino one (laughs) i mean the ones that are much worse than the prequels destiny no yes wait how old are you again you're like 27 aren't you what are you (laughs) how old are you Old enough that the OT are my favorites. Oh, oh, you're way older. Oh, I, there's like Zoomers have some weird attachment to the prequels. I don't know. Maybe you picked that. Weird. Up. Okay, wait. So ask me the question. Do I think the prequels are good? No, but the prequels are easily worse than the last three or whatever. You're insane. They're just. I disagree. You such, don't watch they're... them like stories. You watch them like and lasers flying past you, and you just go, "Oh, colors." But it's not That's even good. Doing. Lasers fly. The, dude, those scenes. I didn't realize how horribly CGI the backgrounds were. The green screen was and everything. Oh my god! Just actual. They're just actual dog shit movies. Oh my Wait, which god! Which ones are you talking about? Sequels or prequels? Uh, the prequels. They're just so. Yeah. Every part of them is so fucking horrible. Well, would it kill you to know how much practical effects were in all the prequels? A hell of a lot more than you probably thought. Probably, because the unpractical ones stood out so horribly as being so well, But that's the bad. thing, right? Like, the poison of the internet would have gotten people to think that it's just, like, all green screen. When they did more, like, you know, groundbreaking practical and CG work on the prequels than most people know about. What was the groundbreaking... Give me a couple groundbreaking practical effects. Everything they do with uh, the green screens and, like, the one is with almost everything is CG is not stuff that was, like, commonplace. No, was, I'm asking uh, about the groundbreaking practical effects. Did they actually fight over a, a volcano or whatever? Or what? No, <laughs> I'm going to say I, I doubt that they practical actually... Because I know a lot of the practical effects for the original three, blowing up the Death Star and doing the all the constructions for the models. I mean, there was a ton of work that went into practical effects for the hey, original you know three. The, the uh the the the, the pod racing that yeah. whole like area is a giant miniature okay. not all of it obviously but uh the, the many of the shots like just watching the behind the scenes stuff besides this is not what like i'm strictly talking about the stories they tell the not racing. whether or not the cg or the practical effects were good enough 
Oh, well, because you, you said, well, I'm just, I only brought that up because you said groundbreaking practical effects. And they have these groundbreaking practical effects in the OT and in the prequels and probably in the sequels as well. Okay. They definitely did have it in the sequels. The problem with the sequels is that it's not a really, co- it's not really a coherent story. You had, you had J.J. Abrams setting everything up, then uh, Ryan Johnson coming in yeah, and we just tearing all it all agree. down. The three, the director yeah. trade-off was unfathomably stupid. I don't even know whoever would have thought it would have been okay to have contradictory visions for one trilogy. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, they but, but you compare that to the prequels. The you what? compare that to the prequels and George Lucas, like that was all him. It, like you, you, you could argue that it was crap, sure, but at least it was one guy's vision. Versus, you, you have only George Lucas to blame. Versus sequel trilogy, you have to blame J.J. Uh, Abrams, Ryan Johnson, or whoever the fuck else. Trevor, uh, Trevor, Trevor Collins, I think that's the man's name who did Jurassic World. He was gonna do Episode Nine, then I think he backed out for some reason. I guess they didn't like his story, but. I guess my my biggest issue is the prequels had one job. There was only one thing those entire three movies were supposed to do, and that was to make you feel sympathetic towards Anakin. And I feel like it failed that at every single level. And without that, like, what's the whole point? Because the whole point is to make Darth Vader, like, a sympathetic character, like a fallen hero that becomes a villain. Like, that's the whole point of the prequels, and it sucked at that. Because at no point, or at least for me, did I ever have an attachment to Anakin as a fucking character or ever feel bad for him as, like, a fucking edgelord. Um, the thing is that I'm probably not going to disagree too hard on a lot of those elements. I'm, cause I'm, what I would argue is that they're still stronger than what the sequels try to pull off. What would you say is the sequel's like job to perform? Look cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Did you like the 1,000 Star Destroyers? Did you like that? The, everything about that. Palpatine is back! <laughs> yes, he is. He's going to get you. Yeah, everything about great. it is so unbelievably fucking stupid. I thought, here's what I will say. The first episode of the sequels, the very first one, was better than all three of the prequels easily. I'll stand that movie. I thought it was, even though it's got some problems, I thought it was okay. I liked the lightsaber battles. Thought they were cool colors, especially in the last shot. I like. How the, the fuck are you gonna come at me for being like an age group that gets fascinated <laughs> by shit when you're like, I like the colors. I like the, when the ships fly around. That's what Star. Yeah. Hey, guess what? That's what Star Wars is, dumbass. What do you think Star Wars is like? Oh, I really like the original three because of the deep philosophical meanderings of Han Solo and whether or not he shot Greedo first or whatever. Like, oh, that's. I didn't actually fucking what- say that. I said there's a story. <laughs> it's not just flashing lights. You can't flip this on me. You're the autistic zoomer in this conversation. You are autistic. Fuck you. Anyway. Uh, oh. We'll have that conversation again someday. And the Interstellar one. True. We're gonna we're gonna do a big graph. I want you to draw out like all the planets that had trade disputes that were being settled in the beginning of the uh, first prequel, okay? I wanna, uh, I'm, Naboo, I'm super... obviously <laughs> yeah. owned Rex, I wanna know easy. the exports and imports of fucking Naboo in the year seven thousand of the lightsaber. Obviously those blue balls, they were exporting those. That's like Jar Jar Binks' main thing. It makes complete sense. God, this is all easily inferable, Dennis. Oh, yeah, true. What's your media literacy? The only thing that could have saved the prequels was if the Jar Jar Banks theory would have been correct, okay? Then I would have... That he was a Sith Lord the entire time? (laughs) Yeah. I can can agree with that. Yeah, that would have made them better. Okay, here's a can of worms, okay? Oppenheimer, 3 out of 10. I already saw your baity video about that. You, you, it's I'm like right. you, it, that felt like a call to all film reviewers to come and attack you. Here's Mahler. Here's what Mahler's going to say, guys. I'm sorry, I pre-watched this combo. Mahler's going to say, "I agree with all of your takes. I just would have given it like a six out of ten or a five out of ten. I think you were too harsh. Tell me, I'm, I tell don't me I'm know wrong. that you were correct about anything. I, wow. I did listen to it. Oh, really? Oh, what did you think I was incorrect about? Well, so this is the thing. The problem with the Oppenheimer is I saw it the one time. 
So as much as I, I don't have my references, I need to see it again. I need to have it in high quality so I can prove you definitively wrong. <laughs> That's but good. you said a whole bunch of shit that was baffling. You talk about, like, the whole film is about him as a character. You were like, I wish we got to know what he thought and how he felt about the bomb and making it, its effect mm-hmm. on the world. I was like, That's a whole movie. Yeah, and somehow you don't really learn anything about what he thinks or feels. What do you think the last line is about? What, where he's talking to Einstein because they want to shoehorn that guy into... He, he was a scientist, by the way, because they want to shoehorn him into the movie in as many fucking scenes as possible? Oh, yeah, it wasn't at all about the substance of Einstein's insight into the nature of creating the atomic bomb of what they think it did to the, the world we live in. Yeah, so it would have been really no, cool if they actually wrestled with that theme for a majority of the movie and not, like, hyper ADHD transfer totally from did. one story to one story to one story to what? Really, what did the Schwab or Klaus or whatever? What the fuck was that guy's name? Not thinking of Klaus Schwab. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The red pillars have rotted my fucking mind. Um, the plot line with the Robert Downey Jr. character, Strauss, not fucking Klaus. Yeah. yeah. The whole Strauss plotline had nothing to do with any of that. They should have ejected that whole stupid fucking. They should have ejected hey, that whole I'm not stupid doing the Oppenheimer debate until I get good. to rewatch okay, it. Okay, that's good. I'm going to go rewatch it. I'm going to bring a fucking notebook, okay? I'm going to walk out with a. Good. With a tone set up. of criticism. You should get a partner. I'll bring my EFAP lads and we'll fuck you up. It'll be great. Uh, we'll do it, okay? We're going to meet on the streets and we're going to have an Oppenheimer down, okay? Hell yeah. And then once you're wrong about that, I'll be like, right, time to talk about Interstellar. That you hate Interstellar? Like fucking, that's one of my most hated movies of oh, all time. Oh my god, and Whoa. you're gonna defend Shitheimer? I can't even believe you would do this. Oh yeah, but my see, god. Clearly the difference between us is I care about the substance, you care about the fucking colors, so of course you prefer No, what do you mean I care about the colors? There's just nothing. There's nothing in Oppenheimer to like. There's not a single thing in this movie that you can like, other unless you're like, I like Oppenheimer because the the fucking, the CPS... The celebrity per second on the screen is higher in that film than in any other fucking three-hour movie that's been released as a Dawn of Man fucking kind, okay? There are more celebrities. your problem. There are more celebrities I in Oppenheimer than the fucking New Testament, okay? It's unfucking believable wonderful. Yeah, you like that? Oh, I know that celebrity. Oh, I know that celebrity. Oh, I know that. That's Talk about ripping you out of a fucking movie. They're playing characters, Destiny. Characters. Really? They Aren't they? Because stay. it seemed like a lot of them didn't even have a single fucking line. So, who knows, you know? Jesus. Hey, man, if your audio was broken, that's, that's okay. We can get you a new copy. Yeah, my, if my audio is broken, it's because of Nolan's mixing for every fucking movie he does. Okay, <laughs> okay you got me there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, I didn't watch Tenet, okay? But apparently that's like the worst one for that. It used to be the worst one. Now it's the second worst one. Have you, have you, like, talked seriously with any Oppenheimer fans yet, or have you just annoyed your chat? There are no Oppenheimer fans. They don't exist. They're just transient (laughs) losers on the internet that pretend they want to stand the movie, and then when you push them on it, like, yeah, it was dog shit. Tenet was a better movie than Oppenheimer, okay? Oh, I haven't even seen Tenet, and I know that's mean. Fuck you, like him. There you go. The truth comes out. It's just because he's in the military, so he's a dumb attachment to anything related to the military, okay? He also probably like Dunkirk. You prefer a movie that's back to front. Oh my god, than... true! They were so obsessed with celebrities and fucking Oppenheimer, they even name drop people. Do you remember the senator? Who voted against it? Oh, some guy named John F. Kennedy. <laughs> oh my god, ominous, and then scene cut. Wow, I know that name. Oh my god. Bro, kill me, bro. Jesus Christ. <sighs> There's other stuff in the film. You know, some really great stuff. Yeah, that one scene? with boobs? Sure, yeah, there you go. Oh, That's I like plus, it. Right? I like the part where she was Two writing pluses. him, and she was like, read this in English. And then he was like, I am Oppenheimer, become death of all world. Like, wow. Oh my god, lay Reddit quote. Yes, queen, yes. 
Bro, what a Why cringe... haven't you got a media podcast? I do. Like, it's called no. Destiny.jg, where I just scream about random shit all the time, okay? Oh, you should do it for new releases, like once per two weeks or something. It'd be funny to listen to you rant, because you I'm piss glad. everybody off in the best way. Good. Yeah. Jesus. What a... God. God, it's so cringe. Oh my god, I just hate it. Anyway, what else? Anything else you guys want to chat about? Why are you talking about Game of Thrones anyway? Because on my flight back, I opened my phone and I got recommended a 40-minute video of all the old council, or big, large council meetings, small council meetings, Jesus. Oh, and I watched yeah. them all and I was like, oh god. So much Tywin, so much Tyrion, so much, yeah. so much good stuff, yeah. Well, hey, uh, you know, House of Dragon season two will be out eventually. If that one's banger as well, I'll, I'll let you know so I can you can be safe in getting invested again because it's only going to be three seasons. It'll stop. The story's done. Actually, then. it might be four seasons. Maybe. I. I oh, okay. Yeah. Well, well see in any case, the story's told in written form, so they, they you know they've got tracks to follow. It's not quite like uh, Game of Thrones where they just do whatever the hell they want. And mm -hmm. also, as was mentioned earlier, the showrunner seems to care, seems to be invested. So that's neat. Yeah, yeah. The showrunner is a big fan, so I, I feel like we're in safe hands with that. We'll just have and to, to be see. Fair, I would actually argue it's almost worth seeing it just for uh, Patty Considine's Viserys. That shit was top notch. Um, a lot of good characters, but he was easily the best. Get out! All right. I guess I'll jump out. Bye bye. Bye, you. Yeah, same here. Thank you for having me, Destiny. Yeah, anytime, buddy. You've got a uh, perm, so you can always just jump in this room if you ever see me in here. If you want to screw me over some movie shit or whatever. <laughs> Thank you. All I'll right. talk to you later. Have fun, bye. Wait, is that true? Philosophy Tube was cast for season two of House of the Dragons? <laughs> no shot! Oh, no, no, wait. I'm sorry. That's fine. Philosophy Tube. Is he the cool guy or is... Which one is Abigail? No, Philosophy Tube is Abigail. I'm thinking of Perspective Philosophy. I would have been okay if he was cast. Fuck Philosophy Tube. Never mind. Oh, mm -hmm. get me out of here. Ugh. I love Red Team and Preston Jacobs. That's how I found your destiny. Wow, thanks.